G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. I want to talk to you about money today. It's this very cool, exciting concept, and it's also horrible for some people. (laughs) And I want to talk to you about this for this exact reason. It's this one thing that we all have in common, or most of us have in common if we live in a world where we use dollars and cents or pounds or whatever to trade, a physical currency to trade. And yet, It can be the source of relationships beginning and ending. It can be a source of great stress. It can be a source of great freedom. And our experience of it depends so vastly on so many different things. So while, you know, understanding finances and how to manage your money is one thing, the whole context that we have around our understanding and our awareness of money, the fears that we have about money, the beliefs that we have about money, the attitudes, the things that we've learned, the experiences, all of these things influence the way we do basic stuff with money and manage it and keep it and grow it. And so I really want to talk about this today because it is the stuff outside of the basic management functional experience of money that actually affects how much money you have to play with and do things with and what your experience of your play and doing of the things with money is that actually influences your, your experience of money in the first place. It's your beliefs about money. It's your experience about money. It's what you learned about money, how you learned to manage it, what you learned to believe about how you make it and how much effort you need to be putting in to make it. And it's all that intangible stuff that has such an effect on the way that you do it today. So this is going to be an intro or entry-level description of how and why this is the way that I think and how I came to this conclusion and um, what you can do about it. And if you want to know more, I have a course on this. It's called Super Abundant. 
And actually at the moment, it's open right now. It's closing this weekend. It's closing today. So if you want to learn more after this, please do get in touch with us and we'll make sure that you can get into that course. But for now, I just want to introduce you to these fundamental concepts that I want you to start thinking about because the way that you think about things can actually transform your entire result with it. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that as well. Before I get into this, the first thing that I want you to know, just in case you're sitting here going, oh yeah, it's all good and well, but... I am a mom, I don't work, or I don't have a job right now because COVID, or uh, I don't have a business right now where I'm not in charge of how much money I make. I want you to know that the principles that I'm talking about here and in Super Abundant apply to absolutely everyone, no matter where you're starting, no matter how far you've come, no matter what your problems are, no matter what your experience of it has been thus far. And also, if you've done really, 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 really well and you think you have reached your absolute ceiling, guess what? It applies to you too. And it's really fun. So how did I get here? Well, I never wanted to be a person who spoke specifically about money. In fact, the way that I got here, the long story, the shortened version of the long story is that I was a martial artist for 13 years. I I believe that I still am a martial artist, actually. Those the way that it influenced my spirit and my soul and the way that I see the world will never, never leave me. But I was a martial artist and all I wanted to do ever was become really damn good at martial arts. And so I found myself back in 2007 learning about neuro-linguistic programming, neuro-linguistics, quantum physics, quantum linguistics, and quantum mechanics. It's the same thing. And, uh, learning about how I could have a mental edge over my physical reality when it came to my sport, my martial arts. That was my life back then. Now, there are certain attitudes and ideas and philosophies about training and success and consistency that my martial arts taught me. And that's why I'm still standing here today and able to talk to you about this with such conviction. And I'll get to that afterwards. But for now, I want to start by introducing you to the concept of why money can be impacted simply by the way that you experience your beliefs, why it can be impacted by the way that you think, right? Now, maybe you've heard me use the words money is energy before. And the reason why I'm talking about money specifically is because over the years, this funny thing happened, like with the marriage of personal development and my martial arts, the coaching that I was doing with people was always centered or used to be centered around specifically leadership, overcoming performance anxiety, winning world titles. I would work with sports people, performers, people who wanted to improve their health, people wanted to improve their leadership and their confidence and get these incredible sort of impossible seeming results. But the funny thing that was happening was as a side benefit of everything that we were doing, they were also making more money. And because I know that money is such a a thing for people, uh, I decided to distill specific, because I was using the personal growth tools that I was learning kind of applied to physical psychology and the way that you um, show up in the world and your confidence and dealing with fear and overcoming rejection and fear of failure and all that kind of stuff as well. But when you apply all of that to the concept of money, it has just as much of an impact. And so what I started doing was because people were asking me specifically about money and I used to be somebody who could achieve anything I wanted except make the money that I wanted. I got really curious about how this was happening as a side benefit for my clients. I started to distill it and think about it and really think about how it was all working. 
working from a teeny tiny thought-based beyond time, space, matter, and energy kind of concept, and then turned it into a course, which is what, of course, is called Super Abundant. But I want to talk to you about the basis of it today because it's really fascinating and hopefully it will just inspire a little bit of curiosity in you, whether it is that you want to learn more about it or not, just a curiosity in you to think about what's the thing that I'm making a thing. It might not be money, but what am I making a thing about that I can no longer make a thing about and I can start thinking about differently so I have a different experience of it. And when I say making a thing about it, I mean... Sometimes people have money, they have work that they love, their health is fantastic, you know, their their life feels really, really good, but they just can't find a relationship. It just seems to be the thing that ever evades them. But it's the same thing with money. Sometimes people have fantastic relationships and they have, you know, whatever, 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 right? This this it depends on what your markers of success are. But money is the thing that they just can't get. And for me, that was it for many, many years. And so uh, I find money a very fascinating topic because it's quite triggering for people. But I just want you to know that you could take the word money out of there and make it your health. I've had that too. Or you could make it a relationship. Oh, I've had that too. (laughs) It's about not. Oh, and also world titles. Yeah, had that too. It's about not making an actual thing like placing it on a pedestal and instead making yourself a match for it, making yourself energetically, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and all of the ways align yourself with the thing that it is that you want. Now, I'm going to explain that in a moment, but I also want to say this. I know that it can come across as really flippant, like a little bit weird, pretty wild. Sometimes even it seems uh, like floofy or even arrogant to say that we can shift our world with the way that we think. And I get it. I so get that. And if that's you, you're thinking, I can't just change my freaking reality with how I think, then I urge you to listen on because you're going to love this. Now, to keep this brief, I'm not going to go into the science of quantum physics and how it all works, but here's what I will say. There's this thing called quantum physics. (laughs) Go look it up. And the quantum physics describes what happens to matter when it is outside of the realm of measurable matter. So it is like the space between the space between the space when you take atoms and molecules and you chop them up and you go inside the world inside of an atom and a molecule. Like what happens? At what point does something go from not being a thing to being a thing? Right? Let's put it that way. (laughs) Bear with me. All right. So before something becomes a thing, before it becomes a skerrick of actual physical matter of which we can measure with physics, there's something that happens at the subatomic, which is also known as the quantum level, whereby things behave differently. They don't behave like typical matter because they're not. At that level, everything is pure potentiality. And it's only when we start to measure it and look for it that we start to find it as an actual thing. Now, I'm mega, mega, mega paraphrasing here, right? So I do encourage you to go um, listen and learn about this yourself because it's so fascinating, right? But the experiments that they did in quantum physics back in the 20s led to the discovery that until you observe something, until you put your awareness on it, It's nothing. It's all potential. It's all of possibility. 
So what they realized was that you can't do a quantum physics experiment without an observer and the observer affects the result. So what we're really saying here is that before anything actually becomes matter that can be measured and predicted with physics, it is all of pure potentiality and it only becomes matter at the very, very, very smallest, tiniest skerrick of experience when you look for it, when you search for it, when you observe it and when you measure it. Now, what that means is your observation or what you are looking for influences what you find. Now, in quantum physics, they did these experiments where they measured electrons. And if they looked for that electron to be a particle, they found it as a particle. If they looked for it to be a wave, they found it as a wave. And so again, Mega, mega paraphrasing here, but there's this space outside of where we measure time, where we measure matter, and it's all pure energy. And at some point, that energy needs to transform into a physical matter. And it's that point where it becomes observed that it turns into physical matter. If your brain is hurting right now, good, (laughs) because it's pretty hard to conceive something at that place and space before it actually becomes something. Okay, so now let's talk about how our observation makes it something and why that matters. So think about the beliefs that you have about money. Think about your experience. Make it specific to money, right? Let's think about the experiences that you have had about money, the way that you have grown up and what money felt like in your household, what you were taught about it from the people that raised you or the people that you modeled off or the people that you developed your business um, acumen with, like when you were in your 20s. Let's think about this. What have been your influences on the way that you experience, see, feel, and understand money? Do you believe that it doesn't grow on trees because that's what your parents said? Do you believe that you got to make your money work for you? Do you believe that you have to work really hard for your money? It doesn't come easily. Do you believe that it's hard to make and even easier to lose or it's easy to make and hard to lose? It doesn't matter what your beliefs are about it. My point is your observation is affected by your beliefs because your beliefs influence what it is that you actually search for in life. Now, if you believe that money is easy to make, you will see experiences of how money is easy to make absolutely everywhere in your existence. If you believe that money doesn't grow on trees and it's really hard and there's only a certain amount of money that people like you can ever make, you will never search for and therefore observe and find opportunities and examples of people just like you making way more than that with ease. Now, again, I'm mega paraphrasing. And if you need to go back and listen to this multiple times, listen to all my podcasts because they all say the same thing in different ways. Hint, hint. But when you believe something, when you feel something, when you have an emotion around something that becomes your experience. And it's not just Uh, like fluffy woo-woo talk, it's actually based on the science of quantum physics, whereby your observation or what you search for, you will actually find. And the reason why is because before matter becomes matter, it's pure energy. And when you search for something to become physical, you will absolutely find it. Quantum physics has proven that. So if you believe that money doesn't grow on trees and it's really difficult, That's what you will search for. And because your search and your observation affect that energy turning into matter, that becomes your physical experience. (gasps) What? 
I know, it's crazy. So here's the thing. What I want you to know is the thoughts that you think, yes, they absolutely are creating your reality. (laughs) The law of attraction is real. It's based off of quantum physics. These laws aren't laws because somebody spiritual made them up and thought that it sounded nice, but I know that it gets diluted a lot because the way that this came about doesn't get described all too often. I mean, it blows my mind. It's so confusing at times to to think about things at this level, but I really hope that this gives you an indication of how it is really important to explore your thoughts. And the thing is, our reality is made up of our thoughts. I'm not even going to go there, right? I have an uh, entire course on this called NLP, right? But your entire reality is made up by where you think your reality ends, what you think is possible for you, what you think is available for you, how you believe life goes. But just to give you a little bit of a thought experiment for yourself, if you were to look around at every single human being on the planet and the way that they are who they are, what they do, what they experience, what they believe. If there are other people on this planet that believe something other than what you believe, I just want you to know that that means that what you believe isn't actually the the whole entire scope of the truth of everything that ever existed. It's an option. It's a choice. It's something that you took on probably as a child and never thought to question because we're not taught to question our beliefs. Again, that's probably another podcast in and of itself, right? But for now, we're focusing on money. So if thoughts become things, then the way that you think about money means that you're making it a thing by way of your thoughts, your beliefs, the way that you are afraid of it or the way that you love it, what you think it does for you, what you think it doesn't do for you. And so if you want to shift your experience of money, you need to shift the way that you believe about money, how it comes in, how easy or hard it is, how easy or hard it is to keep, how easy or hard it is to make more, to keep more, to be comfortable around it, where it comes from, what it costs you to make that money, what it means to spend money, what it means to be in debt, what it means to sell, what it means to receive. Like there's so many different ways that we perceive the actual frequency and energy of money outside of having a cash flow spreadsheet, if you know what I mean. This is what I mean by the basics of money is really easy, like tracking it, measuring it, it grows. But it's your beliefs and understandings and emotions around it that impact how much is there in the first place and whether or not you take care of it in the way that you want to in order to get the results that you want to have. So Classic example is this idea of self-sabotage, right? Where if a person doesn't believe that they can ever make a million dollars, even if they have the opportunity to make a million dollars, if they don't believe that they're good enough or worthy of it or that people like them could ever do that, even if they had the opportunity to do it, they might do something to quote unquote sabotage. I don't actually believe in the word sabotage, but that's a whole other podcast once again in and of itself. But they might sabotage their efforts or their opportunities, or they may not even experience or see all the opportunities that are available to them to do that because they don't believe that it's possible for them. Therefore, they're not searching for it. Therefore, they won't find it. This excites me to no end, as you can tell. So to keep this brief, (laughs) because it's already quite long, I want you to sit down. This is your homework. I want you to sit down and write down every single experience you've ever had with money, 
Everything that you think about it, everything that you believe about it, everything you've been taught about it, everything that you decided about it based on your experiences. And I want you to ask yourself, is this what every single human on the planet believes? Think outside of your community, your family, your friendship circles. I want you to think of people on the other side of the world, in different cultures, possibly even throughout time, in different careers, different countries, you know, everywhere. I want you to ask yourself, is this an example of what every single human on the planet believes? Because if it's not, it's a question of your conditioning. And what that means is you can choose to think again which means you'll start searching for new options, which means you'll start finding new options because in the quantum field, nothing exists until you look for it to exist. Now, there are so many ways. If you look up changing my beliefs about money or how to change a belief, you'll find it. Go Google it. You don't need me to do that. If you do want to learn it from me, come and join me for Super Abundant. Or if you want to go the whole hog, come and check out my neurolinguistic programming certification. But the key here is to really emphasize and bring home to you that what you believe actually matters. What you think and how you feel about something actually matters because it turns into matter. I'm going cross-eyed as I'm talking to you right now. It just blows my mind so much. Here's a couple of other things. First and foremost, number one. If you make money a thing, like if you put it on a pedestal, like it's the one thing I can't have, there's your belief right there. That's what's going to turn into matter. If you believe it's no big deal, it's not a thing, it's really awesome, it's really easy, I can make it with ease, I get to have whatever I want, that will also be your experience. Just the same as if you put a relationship on a pedestal and you decide that you're not good enough until you have a relationship or you'll never be happy until you have a relationship, that will also be your experience. So it's really important what you believe about also how far away you are from the thing. If you put it on a pedestal and you call it impossible and you say that it's really hard, that's going to be your experience. Now, the other thing is this. I mentioned that as I was a martial artist, I developed some beliefs and some some spirit around this as well. When this matters, (laughs) the word matters will never mean the same thing to me ever again, but when this matters is not just when things are going really well and when things are feeling really easy and when there's no pressure, when the stakes aren't high. When this matters is when the stakes are high, when the pressure is on, when things have gone quote unquote wrong or not the way that you want them to go. In martial arts, we used to have this saying, my sensei Alex, my first instructor used to say, we don't rise to the occasion, we sink to the level of our training. And what that means is, So cool. It means that the champions are not made in the ring at the tournament with the trophies. They're made in the dojo. They're made in the early hours of the evening and the morning training when no one is looking for them through blood, sweat, and tears. And so this concept is not just a concept I want you to think about and throw away. It's going to matter at some point when the pressure is on, you have an opportunity to make a new choice. And what I would really love for you to do is be prepared for that moment by starting to already think about your beliefs. 
because it's really easy to, for example, be a fighter and train and look really good in the ring when there's no pressure. But when the pressure is on, it's much more difficult to access those states of knowing how to think and knowing how to change your mind when it actually matters. And that's what I believe in so much is about training when you don't need to. So when you do need to, you don't have to rely on trying to rise to the occasion and pushing through. This is when when success in any form becomes a bit of a walkthrough, kind of an easy process because you're trained mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and energetically to align yourself with exactly what it is that you want. So these events and these outcomes and these things that can go wrong don't bother you so much because you've trained your mind, your body, your soul for how to think about them. And that's what I really want for you more than anything is to take that martial attitude of knowing that there is always something new to learn. There's always a new way that you can see things, that you need to show up, that you need to Be consistent and not just think that you know something because you've learned it once, but really train it and practice it and get your cells to understand this and feel this so that when it matters, you're already there and it's easy. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope this helped. I really want to know from you, did this blow your mind? Does matter have a different meaning to you right now? What are your beliefs about money? What are you changing about them? And of course, if you want to join me for Super Abundant, get your buns in there. The doors are closing soon. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.